Good evening and welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Thalen Thomas Taylor. It is another beautiful day down here in South Florida. We're talking about, what is, what is this? This is April 11th. We're just about nine days away from the New Year's. It's 77 degrees out. Things are looking real nice. There's a nice little cross breeze going through here, even though we can't feel it right now since we're stuck in the studs. Like I said, we're nine years away from the New Year's. The Chinese New Year's, that is. We got a Raging McGregor to talk about. We get this mania magic that just happened this past Sunday. We get Tiger Woods, the draft. We get a shift in playoffs and a whole lot more. But you know what I say. Regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? It's always a good time to talk some sports. So. Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. <clears throat> you already know. We're not going to waste time. We're not going to waste time. We're not going to waste time. What in the world is going on with Conor McGregor? Can, can somebody tell me this? Can any of you tell me this? Because last time I checked, Conor McGregor was supposed to be a UFC fighter. Not a WWE superstar, but he has been the kind of guy to kind of say that he's wanted that he's wanted to change all of these. He wants he wants to change the things that he do. He wants to make himself a little bit more versatile. Don't know what I'm talking about. Don't know what I'm talking about. Just this past week. This is the last time we spoke, folks. Right before the weekend hit. Right before the weekend hit. Conor McGregor went on a steroid rage. That's the, that's the only thing I can think about. Conor McGregor goes on some kind of weird rage. He's he's feeling disrespected about how UFC is technically treating a champion that hasn't defended or, or fought in two years. He's feeling disrespected by that. So much so, so much so that him, his boys, his entourage, his crew, his workout partners, his camp, whatever the heck you want to call it, they come out. And they decided they want to basically destroy the place. When I mean destroy the place, I mean absolutely destroy the place. And the reason why I, I started off by saying I'm not sure if Conor McGregor you know, wants to become a WWE superstar versus a UFC superstar at this point in time. Because he, he comes out there with about 30 deep. Basically, if you're a WWE fan, it looks like, it looks like when... SmackDown was under siege or Raw was under siege. You know, I mean, this past Survivor Series. That's basically what it looked like. Conor McGregor came down to the, to the, to the Brooklyn Arena. What, came down to the Barclay Arena in Brooklyn. You know, I mean, if you're going to do some gangster shit like that, you know what I mean? I, I guess you're going to have to do that in Brooklyn. So he comes in there. He grabs 30 of his boys. Him and 30 of his boys. And if you're watching on Facebook, I appreciate you. Just let you know... You should be really going to mytsports.net, mytsports.net, because you don't get the full audio. Like, there's some, there's some music going on right now in the back of the back of the back of the building that you can't even hear. So I'm saying you can watch, but you ain't getting the full experience. So Conor McGregor, he jumps out, and he stops a bus that has a bunch of UFC fighters on it. Two of these fighters are going to be two of the fighters that are going to be that are going to be the contenders for the belt that he's being stripped for if they win this match. <clears throat> so they swarm the bus. Him and his whole entire crew, him and his whole entire entourage. They stop the guys that are be coming after his belt technically. And they start lunging, just lunging, just lunging. Shit at the bus as Philadelphia is playing Milwaukee right now in a game that has all kinds of playoff implications. Philadelphia is winning 97 to 61, folks. Yes, we are talking about a 36-point lead for a game that if Milwaukee loses, 
let's just say that they can fall to as low as possibly the eighth seed. Right now they're sitting in the sixth seed. We'll talk about that when we talk about football. <clears throat> when we talk about basketball, I mean. So Conor McGregor comes in there, starts lounging shit at the bus. Next thing you know, he picks up one of those guardrails, one of those metal guardrails. You know those things that kind of look like a bike rack? But, but the guardrail version of that. And he lunges that at the bus window. That obviously finally does the damage that he, I guess he was uh, looking for. Finally, finally did the amount of necessary damage for him to get over his raging binge that he was on. Goes through the window. And it shatters the window. There's a woman, there's a woman champion that's, that's on the card that's supposed to be defending her name, name by Rose. She was shook up. But one of the gentlemen that was supposed to be fighting for Conor McGregor's belt or competing for a shot at his belt, Atem Lobov, he got glass in his face and possibly, and when they said what happens, when that glass, when that glass busts, it was a bunch of glass dust. That got in some of the fighters' eyes. So, I'm sorry. No, they cut Michael Chesia. <clears throat> he got cut. Now, because of his actions, because of Conor McGregor's actions, not only is the UFC not looking forward to doing business with him anytime soon, but he had members from his camp that was going to be on that fight card last night or this past weekend, and they got cut. Like his boy, who is ATM Lobov. Because Dana White basically said, if you're part of that group, I don't want anything to do with you. So the guy that got suspended, his opponent got paid. The guy that face got cut or got glass in his head, he's going to get, like his opponent got paid because if, if he couldn't fight. So like, like I said, I don't, I don't know what's going on with the dude. I don't know if he had, if he had a, like, it's really like the sign of like a steroid rage. But you understand, we call it a steroid rage because most, I think, <laughs> I, I want to, let's not take that there. But I can say, but it's really because of his complexion, why I call it a steroid rage. Because if it was a black dude, then we'd be calling it a steroid rage. We'll, we'll, we'll just call him like, like, oh, he just lost his cool and, and went thugged out. Like, that, that's the difference. But we ain't going to get too much more into that because like I said, Conor McGregor's bugging over here acting like he wants to be a wrestling star when there are real wrestling stars out here doing work. Like I told you, WrestleMania just passed. WrestleMania just passed. That also happened this weekend. We had a really good weekend. Like, put this way, this is a very good week in sports if you are a sports fan. April in general is pretty much a good is, is pretty much a good time in sports. Like this is just a very fun time period. The NFL play, the NHL playoffs are getting ready to start. We have the NBA playoffs getting ready to start, and even today, the very last day of the NBA season, where they have twelve games going on, there are tons of playoff implications all over the place. Seeds have not been locked up. Positions have not been held. I mean, literally, you could go from three to eight in one shot. That is what's going on tonight. Well, let's talk about shots. Let's talk about real shots. Let's talk about the shots that were given that was given last night or this past weekend in WWE during WrestleMania. We saw for the first time Ronda Rousey get her shot as she makes the conversion from UFC into WWE. Ronda Rousey got her shot as a wrestler as she took on. Stephanie McMahon and Hunter Hermsons the Triple H in a mixed tag team match that very honestly you saw this is put it right out there saw Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle winning not going to lie WrestleMania had a very 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 good interesting card on there it they did a bunch of things to to promote their female wrestlers they did a bunch of stuff to promote their international wrestlers they, they, they did a bunch of stuff to prom to highlight their their superstars period that this is their the stage for their superstars there wasn't a lot of storyline was a lot of talk anymore basically this is a time for basically straight action 
And we saw Ronda Rousey take on Stephanie McMahon in a match that I thought that had a lot more twists and turns than I thought it was going to allow. They, 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 they allowed for a lot more ups and downs. And not going to lie, something that I really didn't notice, that they have allowed themselves to be a lot more rougher or more rough with Ronda Rousey because of the simple fact that I guess she's been a UFC fighter. And they know if, like, she's honestly taking a punch. And they know that, listen, that she can actually take a real punch and get back up. Unlike some of the other, you know, WWE superstars out there. It's part of the reason why the main event was as brutal as it was. Or has been as brutal as it been for the last couple of years. It's because of what, are you, what you're able to do with the superstar that's involved. So Ronda Rousey ultimately forces... Stephanie McMahon to tap out in the arm bar as Stephanie McMahon overplays it this, this next week as a, a basically a broken arm. As we've now seen, you know, Ronda Rousey's modified version of her arm bar. Now, the skill that she takes to get people in that arm bar, how quickly she still uses that, still hasn't changed. But the way that she that she utilizes the arm bar is completely different because, as you can see, there's no full all extension of the arm bar. They find a weird way to hold it to the side and pull it back, and that's the new arm bar for her. You have to understand the difference. Apologize if I ruined something for you. Also, given a chance, were Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as they took on Shane McMahon and a return to Daniel Bryant. And they were getting an opportunity or a chance to keep their career because if they lost, they were no longer to be WWE superstars. Well, obviously, you're not going to have two McMahons losing in one night. So in Daniel Bryan's return, we saw Daniel Bryant and Shane McMahon become victorious over Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens as they now look for a home. And, and they've already attempted to go on, go on Raw and fight for a job. Unfortunately, those two superstars that tend to be evenly matched were evenly matched that night and it came to a draw. None of them got a contract. We're going to see how this story continues to grow. Also on the card, we saw the Miz defend his championship versus Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Another match that, once again, coming into it, based off of all the things surrounding it, that they had the Miz promoting the fact that he is less than a month away, or just about a month away, from being the longest reigning intercontinental champion <clears throat> in... WWE history. Publix Lemonade. You help me out with that sponsor, B. So that, so with that being on the line, and also the Miz just having a baby, I kind of really thought that they were gonna let Miz at least get through WrestleMania with the championship because that's what was built around the storyline. But no, 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 no. This was a night for this was the night of new champions. Of one of many new champions. Miz being the first one to lose his championship belt. <clears throat> to Seth freaking Rollins as Monday night becomes Monday Night Rollins because obviously that is the highest ranked championship belt or solo belt that's on Monday Night Raw since Brock Lesnar has been the champ and, and held it there for some time. You know, he's always back and forth. So whoever has Intercontinental Champion Belt is basically the top champion on, on, the, on the roster. That's the way that's looked at. So we saw Seth Rollins beat Miz in a triple threat match. We saw Alexis Bliss take on Nia Jax and lose her belt to Nia Jax. And I'm not going to lie, which was kind of a lackluster performance. I'm not going to lie. Nia Jax needs to come, become a little bit more dominant. Nia Jax <coughs> needs to be the female Brock Lesnar of WWE. Basically, she needs to be picking these, these ladies up and giving them Samoa drop. So, like, off the bat, just Samoa drop, Samoa drop, Samoa drop. Or over-the-head toss, over-the-head toss, over-the-head toss, over-the-head toss. You know, a fall-away slam, fall-away slam, fall-away slam until they can't take any more. And then, you know what? Samoan drop. Ben, take it, give it a wrap. You need to start, like, instead of just throwing your weight onto people and, like, you need to find a, a real way to really start dominating these people. 
But she still found a way to win. So Nia Jax is the new SmackDown, sorry, Raw's women champion. On top of that, we saw newly crowned U.S. champion Jinder Mahal defend his championship belt in a four-way match against... Sorry, I said that wrong. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. As we're coming up on a break soon, so we can go ahead and highlight one of our many sponsors. One of our lovely sponsors. Oh, thank you guys for being out there for us. Actually, you know what? Let's go to that break right now, and we'll come back and talk some more WrestleMania, WWE, and some more sports. That and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast on MightySports.net. And we are back to the My T Sports Podcast. What? 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 What's going on here? I'm just letting you know. You guys know. I can't even see what you guys are talking about. I'm just letting you know. Just letting you know. Just letting you know. I'll catch up with you guys a little bit later. I, I, I know, maybe I should have flipped the screen. Maybe I should have flipped the screen around. Eh, I guess I think I'll work on that next time. But what you can do. Let's go on MyTSports.net and you can catch it fully live. Or, if you really want to interact with me, you could go to MixLR. That's the app. Go to MixLR, find me, Mighty Radio, and here's a simple way for us to interact. There's a chat built in right there. But, look at this. I see you, Jay. I see you. I'm going to check this out in the next commercial break. <coughs> so, wait. You just told me what I just think you were talking about? Okay. So, as I get this corrected. So, Randy Orton was defending his belt in a fatal four-way against Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, and Rusev. And even this match had a ton of things attached to it. They've been highlighting Bobby Roode for some time now. You thought that he may have been the one that they wanted to continue to torch as United States champion. You had... Rusev, that has been on a massive momentum lately. Just a huge wave. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but did you know that today was Rusev Day? Yeah. Like, check your calendars if, you, if you're unaware, but today is 100% Rusev Day. And with the fact that today's being Rusev Day, Rusev Day being right around the corner from WrestleMania... Uh, actually, WrestleMania actually also fell on Rusev Day, if you want to be honest. So given those two factors, given that WrestleMania fell on Rusev Day and that today is Rusev Day, I just thought with a sandwich of Rusev Days, 
that you had to have given, that you was just going to give Rusev the championship. Randy Orton being one of your most storied champions, and obviously this is one of the belts that he hasn't held, so he finally got a chance to hold on to this belt. Let's, you know, give him an opportunity to hold on for a while. But obviously, you have things being launched in Asia. And that is the only thing that I could think of that explains why Jinder Mahal won a championship belt in a match that involved Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, and Rusev on Rusev Day. We saw the Usos defend their belt against the Bludgeon Brothers and the New Day. And once again, we have new champions as the Bludgeon Brothers came through and put in work. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Bludgeon Brothers are your new tag team champions. The Bar defended their championship belts as well that night against Braun Strowman. And get this. <clears throat> Pardon me. Okay, we got a tickle in our throat, and it's not going away. We're going to muscle through this. <coughs> it's like eight minutes left in this, in this game between Philly and Milwaukee. Philly's still winning by 32 points. We had the bar defending the championships against Braun Strowman and a partner that they did not quite know who was going to be at the time. Braun Strowman revealed his partner... The night of WrestleMania. And he chose his partner by going into the crowd and choosing some random kid, most likely, to be his partner. And in Braun fashion, Braun dominated a tag team match against the against the bar. Now, unfortunately for Braun Strowman, his tag team partner was still only 11 years old. So, he kind of still had some school obligations that he had to fulfill. So, Braun Strowman had to relinquish his title. I hope you guys have caught up. If you're not, I'm sorry, you get a spotlight milk right now. John Cena... Spent the the better part of a month calling The Undertaker some of the most ungodly and unsightful names that one could imagine. <laughs> and for a whole month, The Undertaker did not respond. It came to the point where WrestleMania came around and The Undertaker had to respond. And while John Cena was sitting there in the stands... Taking in WrestleMania as a fan, he got word from a referee that I guess Undertaker was in the building. Decided to call out the Undertaker again. <coughs> Instead, he got the face of WWE, Elias, to come down. And he made short work of Elias. And as John Cena disappointedly walked back to the ramp... Undertaker made his appearance and John Cena got his wish and as the old saying goes be careful what you wish for that definitely applied here because the Undertaker made quick light work of John Cena to be honest with you I can't remember the last time I've seen Undertaker win a match that fast against a known superstar. It may be his quickest match in WrestleMania history. You're going to have to go to the record books and get that one checked out. 
Charlotte Flair. The Queen Charlotte Flair took on the Empress of Tomorrow, Sasuke. Asuka. Sorry. I'm over here thinking about Dragon Balls. Not Dragon Balls. Nine Tails. Naruto. Charlotte Flair took on Asuka. And Charlotte Flair, once again, had a belt to put on the line. At the same time, Asuka's been in WWE for over two years now. <laughs> and she hadn't lost a match yet. So it was Charlotte Flair's belt versus Asuka's undefeated streak. They've had Asuka picked as the most talented woman to come into wrestling in, in, in a really long time. She does give you an un, un, uncanny, an unpredictable style of fight, a style of wrestling. As it is funny to see her adopt that Asian style of, 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 of butt attacks, though. <laughs> that thing always just make me smile because if you're not an anime fan, then the Asian, then then the, then then the female Asian butt attack thing is awkward to you. You're just over here like, oh my god, what is this thing that she's doing? But if you, but if you've kept up with the anime and the culture stuff, you realize that this is a real thing in there. Like, there's a whole sport behind this. <clears throat> like they they stand on like water logs and do like these butt attacks and hip thrusts. Like, yeah, you guys have to have to see what this, the things that are going over there. You like you think we do stuff to be entertained? Wow. Wow. Alright, they, they do some stuff that whoo make your socks pop off. Well Charlotte Flair definitely maintained her championship against Oscar as Oscar finally takes her first loss. AJ Styles. Actually. Actually. Why don't I remember seeing the AJ Styles match? Actually? I don't remember seeing the Royal Rumble either. Or the Battle Royals. And wasn't Matt Hardy supposed to fight Bray Wyatt? Did I miss two hours of WrestleMania? What time did WrestleMania start this year? It been I had started at 5 30. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch. You know, I picked watch from the beginning. I did. I remember clicking on that. But who knows? That app is weird sometimes. Listen, it's only nine ninety nine, and it's wonderful, and it's, and it's and it's glorious. But sometimes those pay per view playbacks be kind of iffy. Did I mention I have no clue what happened with Shane with AJ Styles? But the main event of the night, the main event of the night saw Brock Lesnar defend his title up against Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns, a guy that they've been for years putting up as the guy that is technically going to beat Brock Lesnar. They've been putting up there for years. And I feel like with the Samoans, I feel like they're trying to treat the Samoans like Saiyans. Like, hey, they get their butts whooped and they come back stronger. And, hey, they get their butts whooped and they come back stronger. And, hey, they get their butts whooped and they come back stronger. Because I just feel like they just keep letting Roman Reigns get pummeled enough times. They feel like, you know what? Eventually, when they give him his belt, that he would have been pummeled so many times by Brock Lesnar, he's not going to allow anybody else to pummel him again. And, I mean, anybody. Guys like Samoa Joe or Braun Strowman, which, listen. They need to give Braun Strowman a second chance. Braun Strowman needs to go ahead and get that title. If he doesn't get that one, he needs to be in the kind of... Braun Strowman needs a belt. I'm sorry. Braun Strowman needs a belt. Well, we're going to talk no more wrestling today. When we come back from this next sponsor break, we're going to get into some basketball because I like to be some b-balls, peoples. And things are crazy. As Philadelphia is now up 122 to 86 over Milwaukee in a game that has playoff implications. That and more, the Mighty Sports Podcast, when we return.
That's what I was. And we are back. And thank you, Jay, for correcting me. My bad. The Crown of McGregor incident we spoke about earlier. It was not the the the, the guardrail that hit the bus that he threw through there. It was the hand truck. He threw a, a dolly. Big old metal hand truck is what he threw that broke the glass. Still some WWE-ish, but thank you. Appreciate you. That's what I'm talking about. One hand washed off, other, both washed the face. Always looking out, swarming than others. You gotta invite me to your next event. So the NBA playoffs are about to begin. As we mentioned that tonight, we're talking about 12 games tonight. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of something I want to do. It's kind of something I want to do. Since we got 12 games going on tonight, I want to see if I can get somebody on the line. Maybe next segment. So the NBA, so the NBA tonight has 12 games, 12 games going on, and. At least five of them, five people have playoff implications. That's almost half. Now, mind you, I'm lying. Six of them do. I missed one. <laughs> so that is half. That is wholeheartedly half. I just saw the last one. Believe it or not, I looked over San Antonio Spurs and New Orleans. That's it. And the fact that they have the same record and they're both fighting for the five and six spot or seven spot or the eighth spot or the fourth spot or the third. Like, that's how close things are. So tonight we have Brooklyn taking on Boston. We have New York taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. We have Memphis taking on Oklahoma City. And we want to... We have the Clippers taking on. We have the LA Lakers taking on the Clippers. We have Houston taking on Sacramento. And for the most part, those are the games that don't matter. I mentioned one that matters a little bit: Memphis versus Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is still the seventh spot in, in in the West, and they're still looking to to possibly improve their position. And Russell Westbrook is also looking to get sixteen rebounds. And the last time I heard before the half, he had eleven. Before the half of the game I was watching, the Philadelphia game. Which I'm assuming is also the same half, basically as much in Oklahoma City game that was going on. But with, with the implications, games with actually some kind of playoff implications that are, that are going to manage movement. We're talking about teams that can go all the way from the three spot to the eighth spot. Teams that can go all the way from the fourth spot to the seventh spot. Fourth spot to the eighth spot. This is, the, this is what we're talking about here. Toronto taking on Miami. Toronto's locked up, but for Miami, they're the seventh seed. This, this matters for them. You have Milwaukee taking on Philly, as we mentioned earlier. Milwaukee and Philly. Well, Milwaukee has a record of 44-37. Philadelphia has a record of 51-30. Philadelphia wants to win because, hey, winning keeps them in their third spot. Losing can take them out of the number three spot or the top four spots in the NBA. And did you guys realize that Philadelphia is basically about to have their 52nd victory of the year. Yes, folks. We're 52nd victory of the year. As they begin to regulate and percolate and <laughs> start to see if they can make moves in these playoffs because they're these playoffs. I don't, I don't know about you, but these playoffs are interesting to me. Put it this way, if nothing else changes, right? We have Toronto taking on Washington in the first round, right? We have Boston taking on Miami, Philadelphia taking on Milwaukee, and Cleveland taking on Indy. That's if nothing changes. Philadelphia and Cleveland are separated by one game. Half a game. One game. 
But like, as we already told you, Philadelphia's taking care of business. As we already know that Cleveland's going to take care of business against New York. That's why it's even more important for Philadelphia to win. Washington and Miami have the same record. And they're only one game ahead of Milwaukee and Indiana, who have the same record of 44 and 37. Washington and Miami has a record of 40, 43 and 38. That's what's going on on the West, in, in the East, I mean. In the West, we still got teams like Denver and Minnesota. As it looked like Marshall Folks just did something maybe interesting, spectacular. What did he do? Marco Folks got an offensive. I don't know what he just did. Nobody cares. He's barely played 10 games. So we got teams like Denver and Minnesota. Min Denver, the ninth seed. Minnesota, the eighth seed. They both have a record of 46 and 35. And basically, they are playing for a win and in. Basically, whoever wins this game makes it into the playoffs. Today is a fun day to be an MBA fan. Also out there, number three, Utah, with a record of 48 and 33, taking on number four, Portland, who has the same exact record. Playoffs. And then there's also Washington that's taking on Orlando. Washington, the team that's sitting at number eight. Number eight that gets you a Toronto team. But they can move up. This is what we keep saying. They can move up. Take on Boston. A Boston team that is that is that that is that has no Kyrie Irving, that has no Gordon Hayward. That for the second straight year is gonna have to depend on all of their young stars, which it's funny, we talked about this last week. Well, a couple weeks ago, that how initially we we thought that you know Kyrie Irving should have just shut it down for the rest of the season so that his young so that those young studs could get an opportunity to figure out how things are going to go with a life without him when he, when he doesn't think, see how to see how the court shrinks and how to get their own shots up. and then it quickly made me realize as I'm saying this is that this they already did this they did this last year their young stars from last year all had to go through this last year when they didn't have Isaiah Thomas the only people that aren't going through it this year are the young stars they got this year so for the real stars, yes, um, from last year, this is business as normal. This is routine for them, for them not to have their best point guard on the floor, for them to have to try to find a way to win and create without them. You keep doing this to them, and they're gonna and they're gonna find a way to break through this and, and break through this down the the, the playoffs or or the, or the season. Longest win streak entering playoffs in NBA history. They clinched the Philadelphia clinched the third seed in the East with 16 straight wins. That's a franchise record. In the West, everything stays the same. You have Houston taking on Minnesota, Golden State taking on Oklahoma City, which, from what I hear, is not going to happen. If Oklahoma City win in their game, Oklahoma City is going to move up and possibly even take on between Utah or Portland. So Utah's supposed to be taking on San Antonio, and Portland's supposed to be taking on New Orleans. And once again, we are talking about there are no games separating Utah and Portland, the number three and number four seed. Between the fifth and the eighth seed, we before I even get to the fifth and the, before I even get to the eighth seed, the fifth through the seventh seed have the same exact record. So there's no there's, there's no game separating them as well, and then separating them between the eighth seed is one game. That's how things are lined up in the NBA right now as we speak, and then we have these twelve games to determine who's going to be in the playoffs this weekend. Yes, folks, this. Weekend. By the time we come back and we come back to talk sports, you know what's gonna happen? You know what's gonna happen? We're gonna be talking about the first round of the playoffs. We're gonna be talking about teams being down two nothing and if if if, if it's if it's panic time, if they gonna if they're gonna be swept or not. Without even giving the opposing team an opportunity to get back on their home court and, and, and defend their home their home court. Or play on their home court in front of their fans. We're not even gonna allow that. Like it's gonna we're gonna get a bunch of two old sweet talk, sweet talks. But man, He's not going to be some good players. Utah. Utah being where they're at. Being led by their rookie. After losing Gordon Haywood. After Boston lost. You know, after because he went to Boston and Boston losing Gordon Haywood. 
Just look at that. Both teams without Gordon Haywood still managed to put up basically almost 50 wins. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Surprisingly to me, you see how low-key LeBron James managed to shoot out 50 wins for the season? Definitely needed these last two games to get it. And because the fact that he, needed, that he was going to play the Knicks to have to get it, it was almost money in the bag. But LeBron James is going to end up sweeping the, se the season series against the Knicks and record over 50 wins. Now, one team that isn't going to get their 50 wins for the first time in God knows how long outside of the, the lockout shortened season, the San Antonio Spurs. The best they can do right now is get to 48. So as people talk about all this imbalance, right? Let's 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 take let, let's let's talk about imbalance. As, as people keep saying that, oh, maybe we should have one through eight seeding, or one through sixteen seeding, one through sixteen seeding. And normally they talk about this is because of how dominant the West is, and how dominant the West is. Oh, the West, you know, if you let everybody in, then then you know, then then they could they could put in ten teams. Yeah, so what? You know what? You know how I see it. Cleveland, fifty plus wins. Philadelphia, 50-plus wins. Boston, 50-plus wins. Toronto can get 60 wins with a victory tonight over Miami. In the West, Golden State at 58, Houston at 65. Only two teams above 50 wins. So, yeah, they have a, they have a few more teams that have a few more wins. But I don't know if it's that much better this year. And also, normally, not only is the West normally a whole lot better, you also normally have a bunch of teams in the East that are making it into the playoffs that have a lower than 500 record. You don't have that this year. This year is maybe one of the few years I can remember in NBA history in a very long time, in a very, very long time, where all of the teams, and I do mean all of them, all of the teams that are in the playoffs have an above 500 record. Every single last one of them. So, I'm not going to lie. Like, this is one of the few times I may be with LeBron James. And I have to say that I don't think they need to change a thing. I don't think that you need to change one thing when it comes to how they are handling the regular season. How they're handling the seeding of the playoffs. It it should pretty much stay the way it is. It pretty much stood should remain a thing that's divided by conferences. Because I mean, listen, even though I don't want to I don't I don't wanna have anything out there that also helps LeBron James become greater. But LeBron James is gonna go down having a whole bunch of conference championships because of this. And it's because he's put together, he's, he's made sure he's put together a bunch of super teams around him while he's done this. But it's kind of unnecessary. It, it really is. It's, it's, I, I would, I would say it'll be like taking free throws out of the game because all of a sudden a guy can't hit free throws and you're tired of, of the hacker shack rule or whatever rule they're applying these days. Like, just. Find a way and get better. But we're going to take a word from one of our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to get to the last leg of our podcast. Guess what we get to talk about? Guess what we get to talk about? It's 420 somewhere, and you should be prepared. And there's no better way to prepare like heading down to Smoky News where you'll find all your smoking accessories from vapes, bongs, pipes, papers, incense, cleaners, and more. Just go to Smoky News at 1311 Southeast 17th Street, Fort Lauderdale, Florida 33316. Tell them Mighty Radio sent you and receive a special in-store discount. It's not going to include tobacco product. It's 420 somewhere and you should be prepared. And there's no better way to prepare like heading down to Smoky Muse where you'll find all your smoking accessories from vapes, bongs, pipes, papers, incense, cleaners, and more. 
just go to Smoking News at 1311 Southeast 17th Street, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33316. Tell them YT Radio sent you and receive a special in-store discount. It's not another dude, not a real tobacco product. We are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, Dallin Thomas Taylor. If you're still listening, that means you're listening to one of the many platforms that I'm hoping you are taking advantage of. Whether it's MyTSports.net, that's M-Y-T-Sports.net, or MyTRadio.net. Or you could be on... Tune in radio and and listen, even with this, this is even better. This is even better. You can tell Tune in Radio or Alexa that you want to launch my T radio under Tune in and bam, you have me right there in Tune in Radio. Just saying, there's ways, B. I got ways. You go to the MixLR app directly and also find me on the My T radio. So, and, and you, listen, I'm, I'm almost like DJ Seth, any, anywhere you want to be, except for iTunes. I'm not on iTunes. Like, I'm not there. And I don't SoundCloud no more. I, you, have, you, have to, you have to hit the website up. Like, I'm sorry, I can't keep pushing things to, to SoundCloud. Like, this is a good concept, but... B. Like, I, I got some own stuff to take care of. So, well, I do thank you for listening. So, before... So... As you guys happen to know, right, there is a draft coming up. There is a there's a huge Yo, what's good, B? You busy? Nah, uh, just watching the NBA. Alright, what's up? So how you still feeling about them Jets? What? How you feeling about them Jets? The Jets? Yeah, man. So who you still rooting for? Who you want? Who you want them to get for for the? Who you want them to get as a quarterback? Who should they get with their number one pick? Just to let you know, just to let you know, kind of throwing this on you in surprise, but you are live on my T Radio dot net. You're live on the podcast right now. <laughs> so 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 before we go any further, wait wait before we go any further. You, Wait, before you go any further, let me, let me give you a proper introduction. This is my main man and tax aficionado, Al Torres. Before we start, tell the people where they can find you at, Al, to get their taxes done. I'm located 441 uh, Alright, say that say that one more time. Slow one more time. Slower for the listeners. What's the address? Uh, 4397 What's the name of the business? Liberty Tax Service. And who do they need to ask for? Ask for Al, Big Al. There we go. <laughs> Big Al Liberty Tax Services. And also, also one of the biggest jets fans i know like i know i told you this i told you this surprisingly the other day i know i sprung this on i told you like yo between you and i have a friend paparazzi you guys are my melon todd you guys are just more aggressive We're gonna we're gonna end a decade in a flood of green. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, you know what I'm saying? Listen, at the end of the day, you know we gotta make the right selection. I'm hoping we have some luck, but you know my preference, you know, I, you know, it's a 24 percent crapshoot when it comes to first round quarterbacks. That's that's the numbers. Numbers don't lie, you know. But with the early success of the last couple of years with golf and 
Wentz and Deshaun Watson. <laughs> you know, you know, the luck is gonna at, at some point, you know, hit, hit the Jets. So, you know, I'm hoping that we make the right decision. Okay, so I, if I if I'm if I if I have this everything correctly, they have us pick, picking Rosen. Am I correct? No, I think I think one of those. Are more, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's going to be the Rosen or Mayfield. My preference is Mayfield, but it, it, I'd be happy with either one. You know, Rosen or Mayfield. I, I mean, we don't know who's gonna you know potentially be there at three. I know Mayfield will be there at three. Bob Cannon can be there at three. But, you know, and uh, Rosen can. Yeah, I don't expect Rosen to be there at three. I think the Giants end up taking him at two, or the Broncos trading up at two to take Rosen. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to admit this. Regardless of who the Jets do take, so far, they're at least setting them up for, for success, which they haven't done with their young wide receivers in the past. Outside of maybe Mark Sanchez in the very beginning, I can't remember the last time they've actually set one of their quarterbacks up for success. They're actually giving them some targets. They just recently signed Terrell Pryor. We, we just re-signed Ananwa, if I'm not mistaken. And we don't know what we're doing with Robbie Anderson yet. <laughs> but, 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 but as of right now, we're bringing him back. Yeah. Wait, hold on one second. I don't mean to cut you off. How, wait, because this is news to me. How many wide receivers do the Jets have? So, how come we still can't find a receiver? The, the 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 guy that's supposed to be able to take the top off of the uh, off of the offense for us. So before why not get the most accurate quarterback in the history of college football and make a basic? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Hold on. See, this is why I have to I, I have to come back to you again. I have to come back. I keep telling you guys, you guys, can you hear me still clearly? Yeah, of course. Okay. I keep telling you, you guys are basically my Mel and my Todd. Baker Mayfield, <laughs> the walk-on from Oklahoma, the guy that walked on Texas Tech. The guy that walked on to Oklahoma, the guy that's under six feet tall and that, that, they're gonna, that they're gonna make every excuse of because of his height to not pick, you're telling me he is the most accurate quarterback in NFL in, in, in college football history? Look at his stats. His stats doesn't lie. He completed even 70% of his passes last year. And we're and, and, and Rob's winning the Heisman Trophy. I mean, the guys, the, the, the stats, I mean, what did he do? 43 touchdowns, six interceptions? It's ridiculous, man. Now, between me and you, that's the guy that I like. Not not for nothing. Yeah. That's the guy that I really like. And, I like and, and I, by the way, by the way, he's not on the squad. He's taller than Russell Wilson, by the way. Is he? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. See, that's the guy that I like. Because, and like I said, I don't watch enough college he's football. One, he's one inch shorter than, than Aaron Rodgers, by the way. Wait, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Only one inch short. So for all of the mess that they talk about his height, he is they only. Don't like him. They don't like him because he's cocky, and you know, he, you know, he, obviously, you know, he had some incident with the police. You know, I, I think he ran away from the police, and then, um, you know, 
grabbing his crotch on national TV. So, of course, they're not going to like that, you know, especially at the face of a franchise. So, of course, they're going to scrutinize him. How they're pushing the narrative on Josh Allen, who's what, 6'4", 240, but he could hit the ocean. He's about completed 55% in Wyoming, 55% of his passes in Wyoming. I mean, you don't have any NFL-caliber talent on, on, on that division. What is that, Division Two? Yeah. But, you know, one thing that they said to justify, though, is that isn't that the same guy that they the only one out of all of them that was playing in a pro offense? I don't know how you can call that pro. True. Whatever, whatever pro was. But, but, but also, if you wanted a pro offense. I think, I think, I think what do you have, 16 touchdowns to 11 interceptions? You call that pro offense? I mean, I don't know. You know, more, more and more uh, offensive coordinators are going to the RPO system, uh, RPO system run pass option, right, what they did with Jared Goff, uh, even with uh, you saw what Deshaun Watson was doing before he got hurt. So they all are having elements of the college game into the pro system. So I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Hmm. But, yeah, for the people that don't know about Baker Mayfield, the one thing that's caught my like I said, without watching enough of his games, without knowing anything about it, without seeing what he's done out there, we're just hearing the splashes here and there throughout the season. There was only one thing that, 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 that has definitely consistently stuck out about me to him. And, and it's how I introduce him. The walk-on to Texas Tech. The walk-on to Oklahoma University. Now, once again, I don't know who the quarterbacks were on these teams, but I know there were some significant quarterbacks on these teams that he walked on to. <laughs> you know? And he walked well, on. He wasn't, he wasn't highly recruited. That's why he has a chip on his shoulder. Because he wanted to go to, uh, I think, Florida Atlantic. His father said, no, why are you selling yourself short? He wasn't highly recruited coming out of a very uh, good Texas high school, I think, you know, top-rated high school, because of his height. He's always been denied his, his I guess, his, uh, you know, his due because he was always on the short side of 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". So he never got those college, college scholarships that he, you know, that he deserved or he thought he deserved to go. So he had never wanted to go. Actually, I read an article where he wanted to go to a Florida school. His father said, no, I want you to go to a big major school. So he ended up walking on to Texas Tech. Ended up starting his freshman year, and then he got hurt, and then they got Davis Webb. They, they gave Davis Webb the, the, the job, the current quarterback that got drafted last year by the Giants. Hmm. So he ended up uh, uh, transferring to Oklahoma. Uh, redshirted that one year because he couldn't, you know, with the transfer rules, he had to wait one year. Then he walked on that and started for the next three years. Mm-hmm. And I think he threw something ridiculous like 40,000 yards. I don't know, you know, 20, I mean, you know, 20,000 yards and 119 touchdowns and 12, I mean, you know, 13 interceptions. Something ridiculous like that. <clears throat> no, yeah, he's impressive. He's impressive. And. The quarterback game is such is such a crapshoot. That's that's the only that's the scary thing about it. The quarterback game is such a crapshoot that yeah. But listen, you but you know what passion is the high press, right? You know, it's yeah, it's productive in college as as long as it's not the air raid system. And a lot of people want to compare Oklahoma to the air raid system, where you just throw you know they or they just have one read and they just throw the football down the field, and it's usually wide open receivers. You know that's the, that wasn't the case. With uh, Baker Mayfield's offense, you know, um, you know, he had some tone style elements to that game, especially the RPO system, which they currently utilizing in the NFL. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not the guru that watches tape and all that other stuff. You know, I just hear that from the other gurus <clears throat> that actually watch that tape. But you know, that's how I get my information from. But you know, just by watching, you know, knowing that the Jets needed a quarterback, I watched the Mason Rudolphs the Lamar Jacksons, the Baker Mayfields, the Josh Rosens, and the Sam Donalds. And for me, he stuck out the, the most because he produced at a high level the entire year. And, you know, he has that it factor to me. And, and, you know, you need that type of character on, on a New York team, especially with the media. When you have 16 newspapers, you know, always goading the Jets. You know how the Jets is like the little brother to the Giants. Yes. You know that you know you have a national 
channel just to, 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 to use the Jets like, as a joke because, you know, they're all a bunch of Patriots fans anyway. That is true. Well, thank you for at least convincing me that if the Jets don't get Baker Mayfield, I'm going to be disappointed. Because <laughs> 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 that's all about. No, I think it's going to happen. I think, listen, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's inevitable. I think, you know, the Giants be stupid to pass up on a, on a franchise quarterback to select a, a running back. A running back you could get in a second or third round. Look at the two kids that were drafted in the third round last year. Content. Last year was Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Content Kamara. He was drafted in the third round. As much as I like Barkley, and he grew up as a Jets fan, you gotta go get your quarterback. Bro. You gotta get a. And, you know, Manning's thirty-seven years old. So even if they don't select the quarterback there, they still can get trouble. Barkley at five, and Broncos need a quarterback. I mean, I mean, it's not he's seen him in two years. So I mean, they'd be stupid not to, to select the quarterback as well. <laughs> so you know, I think uh, you know my my my. Predictions, Donald goes first, Rose in second, and Mayfield third. Right. So then convince me that the Jets have the staff necessary to develop quarterbacks then. Yeah, Jeremy Bates. Shanahan system, named an offensive coordinator. I think he probably ends up being the head coach of the Jets uh, next year, uh, you know, after uh, huh? Bose gets whoa, fired. Whoa, 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 <laughs> Hot take. You saying that Bowles is out the door next year? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not a head coach. He's a defensive coordinator. That is you know, true. He's, you know, he hasn't uh, lived up to you know what I was expecting out of him and, and running the team. But this is only his like what third year, fourth year. He's he, he eventually he's gonna have to learn. Like, like he's not adjusting right. Like that, that's one thing that we keep seeing. He he's not learning how to adjust fast enough on the fly. He just fire for me. I mean, you know, he just sits there, stoic look, try to be the black version of Bill Belichick. Dude, you're not Bill Belichick. Put a put a put a put a, a light of fire up in your team's ass when they're not doing one. He does try to come goal. across a little a little Belichickian. Yeah, he's just trying to be too stoic on the sidelines, never making se- second half adjustments. Special teams have been terrible for the past three years. And I know you lack talent, but you know, at the end of the day, you got to get these people to play, man. I know the first year we got lucky. We went ten and six, didn't make the playoffs. But the last two years have been terrible. Yeah. Well, Al, I thank you for your time. This is the end of the show. But before we go, I'll let you go. Not only am I going to come see you tomorrow early. What time you shop? What, is, what time does the shop open tomorrow? The store open. Uh, eleven a.m. Eleven to nine. Oh, you open eleven? Oh, okay. Then yeah. I won't see you tomorrow. Then <laughs> it won't be that early again. Okay, I'll be at work already. But. At least tell the people once again before we get out of here where they can find you at numbers everything. Get them in. Yeah, forty three ninety seven North State Road Seven, Lauderdale Lakes, corner forty fourth Street, three blocks south of Commercial. It's on four forty one. Phone number is nine five four four eight four seventy seven hundred. Come get your fifty dollars when you come and file your taxes. Once it's completed, we give you fifty dollars in cash. Just tell them my T-Sports send you. And also, it's Liberty Tax. Don't forget to tell the people it says Liberty Tax. It's a big Liberty sign that says Liberty Tax. You can't miss it. You can see it from the street. I, I I love the improvements on the sign. I saw it today. I was like, ah, oh, so much better. I can see this from a block away now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Al. Yes, sir. I think I appreciate right. it. You have a good one. Until next time. All right. All right. There we go. That's Al Torres with Liberty Tax. And one, and one of the biggest... Jets fans that I know. I try to get my 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 <laughs> my my Todd, my my other draft person out there to come and talk on the show, but unfortunately, he has he has a couple of superstitions. He has a couple of superstitions, and he doesn't want to talk. <laughs> he didn't want he didn't want to sit here and talk. But listen, one of the things that I, and and I'll share one of the things that I knew that he was gonna talk about. And, and I, w- I was hoping he was going to come on the air and talk about Maybe we could still get him to talk about is that Rosen has a history of concussions that, for some odd reason, keeps getting overlooked or you don't hear enough about. I wonder where those red flags are at. Listen, I want Baker Mayfield. Just like I think most Jets fans want Baker Mayfield. Listen, I don't believe in jinxing things. I believe in putting enough positive energy out there into the world that we are going to attract 
the walk on to Texas Tech, the walk on to OU, Baker Mayfield, and he's going to come out there and he's going to light up Broadway. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Alan Thomas Taylor. We are out of here. Thank you for listening. Stay blessed. Or stay tuned. Stay blessed. And don't stress. Thank you. Well, we're still here. Things are frozen. My Sports Podcast. Time to talk about Taylor. My T Sports dot net or my T Radio dot net. We are still trying to get you back to your regularly scheduled program. Oh, that works. Danger zone. That works. Oh, I know it just happened. I know it just happened. My bad. We're out of here. We have no outro today. The outro doesn't exist. The outro doesn't even like me today. Like that, that's that's the kind of show that we're having today. You guys see it. You guys see it. You guys hear it. I found a use for you. I found a good use for you. Yeah, we made progress today. We had a good show. I'm happy. You guys should be happy about my happiness. We just gonna wing it. We're going to keep winging the end of the show until we get to the point of the show where I'm like, hey, guess what? I finally said it all I can say. I finally, you know, install all I can install. And I finally found what I needed to find. And we're finally ending the show with the piece of element that I was looking for. Because for some odd reason, things, you know, got a little out of hand. Got a little whacked. Got a little turned around. But, you know, we're here now. We're here. We're there. And everything is all fair. Show's ended. Goodbye. Back to your regularly scheduled program after this. I gotta cut you too. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't wanna go far. My tea! And now back to your regularly scheduled program.